Love this podcast? Support this show through the Acast Supporter feature. It's up to you how much you give and there's no regular commitment. Just hit the link in the show description to support now. Millions of people have lost weight with personalized plans from Noom. Like Evan, who can't stand salads and still lost 50 pounds. Salads generally for most people are the easy button, right? For me, that wasn't an option. I never really was a salad guy. That's just not who I am. But Noom worked for me. Get your personalized plan today at Noom.com. Real Noom user compensated to provide their story. In four weeks, the typical Noom user can expect to lose one to two pounds per week. Individual results may vary. Ryan Reynolds here from Mint Mobile. With the price of just about everything going up during inflation, we thought we'd bring our prices down. So to help us, we brought in a reverse auctioneer, which is apparently a thing. Mint Mobile Unlimited Premium Wireless. Ready to get 30, 30, ready to get 30, ready to get 20, 20, 20, ready to get 20, 20, ready to get 15, 15, 15, 15, just 15 bucks a month. So give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month. Slows. Full terms at mintmobile.com. Okay, but in a podcast. What is it now, Karen? Episode 6. Hello. Bonsoir. Hi. That means good evening in French. Don't know that. Episode 6. Si. How do you say 6? 6. 6. 6 and desist. Um, you're looking very sporty. Thanks. I'm just back from a cycle. Where'd you go? Just round my bit. Round <laughs> my bit. Come round my bit. What For non-Scottish listeners, your bit is just where you live. Your bit. Which is different to your bits, which we talked about last week. Very, very different. That's different. Your bit is just your area. Your hood. Your local area. Just round my local area. Went with my sister. Do you have a nice day off? Um, I, I did... Um, although I, I woke up at about 10 to 1 nice. I just woke, um, not intentionally I had set an alarm for like a sensible time like 10 so I could still like enjoy my day but I just woke up and checked my phone it was 10 to 1 I was like oh obviously needed that you also needed it I've um, tidied the flat up and gone to Lidl and cooked and generally just kind of chilled out, listened to a lot of music. It's been good, actually. You know how to live. I really do. <laughs> I've, had a, I've had half a bottle of cider as well. I'm crazy. You doing the podcast drunk? <laughs> Can you tell? I'm under the influence. We would be insufferable if we did this drunk. <laughs> Imagine. Say a lot of stuff that we'd regret, probably. Yeah. We're already pretty disinhabited anyway when it comes to talking about these <laughs> people that we find on the internet. So could you imagine? We're, we're two sheets to the breeze. I think we're quite balanced. You think? Mm, maybe I am. I have been a Karen this week again. Again? Yeah. <laughs> not, not another one. Not another one. I uh, yeah, it was last night actually. It was only last night. It's fresh in the memory. So I uh, finished work late last night. 
I was coming back. It's been pretty hard three days, and I was pretty, I was done in, and I phoned Anna. I was like, "Oh, can we just order a pizza?" Because I I just wanted like a pizza and a beer and just like sit on the sofa and not do anything. And uh, we ordered it, and it came from a place I'd never heard of before in Glasgow, and it arrived, and it was like meant to be like a veggie pizza or something. I had like slight. All it had on it was like sliced aubergine and mushroom. Obviously, mm. I had like the cheese and tomato sauce, but the aubergine was like raw, like it hadn't been cooked, so it was like really mm. bitter and like crunchy. <laughs> and then like the mushrooms were also like uncooked, like spongy and stuff. So I was like, "What?" And then I was eating. I was like, "Oh, this tastes like so weird." And then I looked at the underside of the pizza, and it was black. It was totally burnt on the on the underside. So I was like inedible. I was really like disappointed. But I took Andy's phone because um, it was his Uber Eats that we ordered it on and like sent a complaint <laughs> about the quality of the food. Have you done a TripAdvisor yet? I haven't done a TripAdvisor. I've not gone that far. But Andy was absolutely fuming because he was like, oh, you should, you should have told me because that's on my account. I was like, yeah, but most <laughs> Uber Eats doesn't go to like that place. And I think they're quite good at giving you your money back as well. So we'll did wait and see. Did you do the line? Won't what? be back. <laughs> You've just lost my custom. <laughs> no, you can't. You can't. Uh, you can't actually write a comment. You can just um, you go through like the help page, and it's like poor quality of food. Yeah. Um, then the op- one of the options was burnt or overcooked. But mm-hmm. I was also trying. I was trying to find an option that was like burnt and raw at the same time. <laughs> Did they not have that pre? <laughs> that was too specific. They didn't have that, and I attached a picture of the burnt pizza that's, that's not too bad so we'll see what they say you were probably saved by the fact that you couldn't put in your own comments yeah I feel like I was in <laughs> such a I was in quite a bad place I think I would have really unleashed Went to town. <laughs> vented on this pizza restaurant yours Karen <laughs> <laughs> Oh, we've, and we've had our first email submission. We have. A listener got in touch to um, share with us a, an, an example of a Karen. And I think she was literally called Karen as well. Yeah, we spoke about that. What did you call it? Nirvana? Nirvana. <laughs> yeah. Oneness. Yeah, so a listener got in touch um, to share a Karen that he'd found on Twitter. If you want to get in touch, it's whatisitnowkaren at gmail.com. So it was a, a clipping, a clip from a from the Douglas Isle of Man newspaper. A Douglas teenager has been fined £250 for possessing £58 worth of cannabis. And Karen has commented simply, hang him, full stop. <laughs> wow. That's very, very... Uh, Severe, isn't it? Thing is, where do you go from hanging? If what if you know you're caught? What if you're caught with heroin? What's what's the punishment? But it's very succinct. Hang him. (laughs) So where was that? The Isle of Isle of Man. Do you even have Karens on the Isle of Man? Who knew? Yeah, no. Nowhere is safe. (laughs) They're everywhere. Um. Yeah. it's It's a. Classic, classic Karen to want to like disproportionately punish somebody for a minor 
Minor oh. misdemeanors. <laughs> minor misdemeanor. What did they say? It was a teenager. A teenager has been caught with fifty-eight pounds worth of cannabis. Is that a lot? I don't know. I don't really know these things. It doesn't seem like that much, does it? It's such a specific amount, isn't it? <laughs> a street value of fifty-eight pounds. Mm. What do you think about the uh, legalization of drugs thing? I think they should be decriminalised because they spend a lot of police time on misdemeanors such as we guys with £58 worth of cannabis rather than solving real crimes. I know how much like how much time do you think that took in terms of both searching, finding, cautioning. All the processing, all the, admi- all the, the police administration, all that. Work, yeah. For for fifty eight pounds worth of weed, it's probably it's, it's in the grand scheme. I mean, I know it's illegal, but currently illegal. But it's just it just does seem like a big waste of time, doesn't it? Yeah. Like, do you think people in Ireland are like pleased at that news, or do they think, oh, what? A load yeah, of the, the, you know when we're talking. That's why I'm saying decriminalisation because he you wouldn't say that he is. Is he a danger to society? Is he a danger to the people of the Isle of Man? No. Probably not, so... Well, we don't know him, but it doesn't sound like it. No. I think cocaine, especially cocaine and heroin, obviously the big ones, but they have a lot of, like, human suffering associated with them. Yeah. Like, grown in South America or various places like that. And then, like, organised crime and money laundering and all this kind of stuff, they can be quite damaging. So surely the government should just take the power away out of the hands of these criminals well, we're going to regulate it now and raise tax money from it. And Look at the stop. tax money they get from alcohol and cigarettes. Oh, yeah, exactly. It's weird, that, isn't it? How, like, that's, like, socially acceptable to an extent, but then, like, you know, £58 worth of cannabis isn't. Yeah, it's socially acceptable to get drunk out your mind. <laughs> but not smoke a doobie. Yeah. <laughs> I, I love that phrase. I, <laughs> I see those boxes are still behind you, and it actually looks like there might be more. Is that possible? Uh, probably. <laughs> are you still been buying stuff despite not having it? Why don't you just have a go at putting this bathroom in yourself? I think that's what's going to happen. Are you, how, how are you with uh, grout? <laughs> Well, update on the on the plumber. Unfortunately, he did test positive now for coronavirus. So Jesus. Um, but he said he's not. Ha- he doesn't have any symptoms. So. But that's worrying. Which is quite that. worrying, yeah. Who else is out there without any symptoms and just spreading it? Yep. We didn't talk about coronavirus last week, so but I think this week is going to be. <laughs> oh yeah, we're going to make up for it. I think. Aren't we? <laughs> yeah, we're making up for it this week. <sighs> God. Yikes. And on that note, shall we crack on? I think so. Let's get cracking. Um, well, before we start, shout out, shout out to Lucas. It's his birthday today. Happy birthday. It's 21. 21? Yep. 21 today. My mum is actually live update. My mum has just texted me asking when the next episode of What Is It Now, Karen, is going to be uploaded because she's heading out to the hot tub and she wants to listen. <laughs> Do you have a hot anyway, tub? Yeah, my mum bought, <laughs> uh, see, like, at the very start of the pandemic, she 
it was like, well, we're not going on holiday this year, so I'll just buy a inflatable hot tub. And it took months to arrive. It was meant to arrive in like June, and it didn't arrive till the start of August. And I just knew in my heart of hearts, I was like, I'll have moved out by the time this comes. I'm going to miss it. And I did, and I've not had a shot in it yet. I think you can't. You still they're sold out everywhere now. Yeah, it, took, it was it like flower, flower, um, toilet roll, toilet roll, and hot tubs. <laughs> Essentials. Essentials. But it's so so apparently it costs the same amount to run the hot just the hot tub for twenty four hours as it does the entire house. <laughs> so my dad is furious. I think it, it'll get packed away for the winter or something. Yeah. But anyway, enough enough about that hot tub. I don't want to talk about it. I'm jealous. Okay. Is it Karen of the week time then? Mm-hmm. So mine this week is um, her deputy chief medical officer <laughs> and Karen in chief, um, a certain loose woman. Okay. Called, uh, well, called. It's Denise Welsh. Yeah. <laughs> Of um, multifactorial fame, she's a loose woman. I think she's been in EastEnders before. Was it not Coronation Street? Or maybe Corey. Was she in Doctors? Is that still on? I don't know. I don't know. Anyway, so Denise Welsh has has been in the she's been in the news because she's been very outspoken on the whole um, COVID situation. She's been very, um, how would I phrase it? She's coming across very anti-information, anti-fact, anti-statistic. You're anti-statistics here. (laughs) The sort of um, WhatsApp group chain sort of gets her information from a WhatsApp group chain message, that sort of vibe. Mm -hmm. Well, we'll come on to that. We'll come on to that because I've been... I've I've spent the evening like scrolling through her Twitter just to kind of get straight in my head what kind of stuff she's been saying. Um, time well spent. <laughs> well, if it's listen, if it's if it's for the podcast, it's always time well spent. Of course, of course. So she has had a lot of backlash, and she's come in for a lot of stick. Rightly or wrongly, I don't know. You need to make your own mind up about that. But she, okay, here's Denise Welsh, Welch. <laughs> talking about so she's i'll give you some context she's she's worried about the fear-mongering from the from the media about coronavirus i will do anything to help balance the fear-mongering and here's the clip run vt have improved drastically over the few months i noticed that i didn't see the other day when the news starts nobody dies in the uk because of a corona related illness no what we have is Bong, fears rise as spikes reach 1,075 positive tests a day. So if you're going to frighten us with how many were dying every day, please enlighten us and tell us how things have improved, that when no one is dying. Because as a mental health person, and, I'm, and if people want to say she's on about that again, I don't care because of the people that it does help, is that I will do anything to help balance the fear-mongering. The other day, it said universities could become the care homes of the second wave. How dare they? And then it cuts to a clip of two presenters sitting going, hmm, it's terrifying, isn't it, to think that they're saying now that universities might become the care home. Just as these young people on the threshold of their life are going back to university, it's absolutely disgraceful. 
Okay, so that was Denise. A lot to unpack there. A lot to unpack. Um, where do we start? I have a confession. What? I can't say that I entirely disagree with everything that she said. Okay, interesting. Are we going to have our first proper debate between us on here? Potentially. I think she she has a point where the mainstream media have been playing off COVID and been playing off people's fears, which I don't agree with. I do agree where she said where there have been positive stories that they have been totally ignored. I what don't think the stories? media... But when, but previously when cases were going down and hospital admissions were going down, they were only focusing on new infections, which which has to be discussed. And I'm not saying that the media should downplay coronavirus, the, the risk, you know, people need to know the risks and the dangers of coronavirus, absolutely. But I think there's a fine line between presenting facts and scaremongering and I think certain publications and certain news programs cross that line between scaremongering and just presenting facts but sometimes the facts are scary though so like it doesn't matter if you just present the facts and they are scary and that's not necessarily fearmongering and I see when I don't I don't know if I, I, I agree because when you look at and I guess we just have to expect it from tabloids you know though on the front page of the sun it'll be like a picture of a skull and so many dead and um you know r.i.p grannies and everything like <laughs> you should be a headline writer there's one here called fear we go again on the front of the sun there you go that's from 10 days ago so uh, no, but, but I don't know if that is true though, Bethany, because see when we were getting down to like no new cases a day, like when we were still kind of in the midst of a, a lockdown in Scotland, that, I remember that being like really prominent news. There have now been no new cases for 24 hours, no new cases for a week, all that kind of thing. That was quite widely published and broadcasted on the radio. I do because I remember like hearing it and being very hopeful and like keeping my fingers crossed that like next day would be the same and next day would be the same. But you can't, we've said this before, you can't have it both ways. You can't open up the country again and not expect there to be a rise in cases and not expect it to be reported on. Because if you didn't report on it, people just become complacent and then you get even more cases. People are already complacent, but I feel like if you don't hammer home the message that there are, what was it today? 4,044 new cases in the last 24 hours in the UK. If you don't hammer that message home, people are just going to take the mic. And there were 13 deaths as well, actually, in the last 24 hours from COVID. I agree with what you're saying, but I also think that at times the line is crossed where it is just scaremongering because it's a, it's a better headline, because it will get more clicks, because that will be like a, a nice little sound bite that will be picked up. So um, one other thing to add is when she was doing the kind of news... Um, Bong! <laughs> Do you remember that wee girl that went on this morning and said she wanted to replace Big Ben? <laughs> bim bong, bim bong. <laughs> Can we just go back to those days, please? Uh, um, so I, I, I kind of had a, a flick through 
Denise's Twitter. She she spends a lot of time talking about bad data and you know don't listen to the fear mongering and trying to like debunk stuff. I think it's quite actually quite dangerous. Somebody with you know a decent a decent enough Twitter following, somebody who's fairly prominent in daytime TV, is being so lax about it. She's yeah. got like five hundred thousand followers, four hundred eighty thousand followers, or something like that. And that I just think you need to be careful. We are. Oh yeah, that's that's where my agreement with her sort of ends. When she starts kind of going into her borderline conspiracy argument, that's where she she loses me. I didn't really understand what she meant by universities going to be the new care homes either. That's I don't know. What, does she mean like they're going to have to be used as care homes, or does she mean like? No, she was saying so. That's that's the point that I was making that because it was reported that univer in the press that universities were going to be the new care homes meaning that there were going to be a lot of cases, obviously, care homes. Um, so she wasn't, she was talking about a story in the press that compared universities well, like, as being the new care homes in terms of, like, infections. Infection and, rates, yeah. right, okay, okay. But, I mean, they weren't wrong, were they? Because there's a hell of a lot of them. Um. So... Yeah, she talks about bad data quite a lot, but like having a flick through, she shares quite a lot of screenshots of just like cropped screenshots of text messages um, and says, was sent this from a GP, was sent this from a dentist, was sent this from a doctor. And this is like, well, that's quite hypocritical, Denise, actually, because, you know, you have to source and evidence your claims. Like that's... Yeah, sort of, and I know, like, and I know the media isn't always great at that either. But you can't criticize bad data and then just share random screenshotted messages and 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 try and put that across as gospel. Yeah, well, without wanting to sound Trump, like Trump, we are in an era of fake news, and it's really quite terrifying that screenshots of WhatsApp messages go round and then suddenly it sort of spirals and then fake news and then it becomes fact and the the lines get really blurred <laughs> there was one that, that there was one that did around on whatsapp oh, was that about the army tanks <laughs> no it was about like a lion or something and putin had deployed lions on the streets of moscow or something like that and that did the round on my my aunties like group chat and stuff yeah <laughs> I was like, guys come on come on These are i got the one about the tanks being deployed on the <laughs> It was like, my uh, cousin's boyfriend's friend is in the army and he says that we're going to, <laughs> going to be deploying tanks. And it was just a picture of a tank. <laughs> <laughs> um, do, do you remember the one, there was one, a rumour that the Queen had died? Yeah, there's quite a lot of them, is it not? It was like a screenshot of WhatsApp and somebody who'd been like, like posting into their, like, their squaddies uh, WhatsApp group being like, right guys, you're shipping out to London next week and you need two pairs of pants, two pairs of socks because the Queen's dead and they haven't announced it yet and there's going to be riots. No, Hold on to your knickers, boys. The Queen's passed away. <laughs> but yeah, it's very of that generation, isn't it? The sort of... I actually oh. read something somewhere and it's like your your parents tell you not to believe everything you read online, <laughs> yet they believe everything they read online. And I was going to say, is gullibility, is that too strong a word? Or is it just, I don't know. 
maybe it's maybe naivety. Like I guess we've kind of grown up with that technology, and maybe the generation above us haven't, so they maybe see it as a more legitimate means of communication and spreading info when it's actually not. Potentially, and there's there's absolutely a place to to not just go to the mainstream media outlets, but by that I'm not talking about um, WhatsApp group messages. Yeah, like, and, I'm talking like looking at sort of you know your freelance journalists to investigate these types of things. Yeah. And... Not your mum's pals, cousins, stepsons, <laughs> auntie. No, not them. Alternative uh, news, but not um, your auntie on Facebook. So yeah, Denise Welsh, not not overly impressed by her um her arguments to be honest and i know i think i think i know where she come from a wee bit which says she's like a kind of mental health person she's i think she's yeah. had with depression and anxiety and i think she's trying to get across point that lockdown's bad for people's mental health and it is mm-hmm. um, but and i think t- hopefully the the government you know are, are recognizing that more and that other other illnesses aren't ignored but i don't like this narrative of people when they're saying they're you know they're comparing the covid covid to cancer and to suicide you know it's it's not a competition yeah yeah she, i get i get the sentiment behind it but i just don't think we need to go down that route of comparing no i, I know what you mean i think there was another video or tweet of denise welsh and she was saying like well 500 people died of heart disease and 400 people died of cancer or whatever today as well but that's not in the news and it's like well if it wasn't for covid it, you know if there was a, sp- a sudden spike in this it, it probably would be in the news but they're like long-standing no, probably talking about brexit mm, that's true or calling Rooney and rebecca vardy <laughs> <laughs> uh, so that's that's denise and uh, she's a member of the she's a member of loose women and I'm always stunned at like how many different people are actually on loose women. It's almost like you know, like the pussycat dolls, where there's actually like fifteen of them or something. But yeah. they all like change and take a different shot. That's what loose women's like. I've actually been. I watched an episode a few weeks ago, and I was quite impressed with the lineup. It was quite diverse, different ages, um, different ethnicities, and they were actually having quite intelligent debates. And I was quite impressed. Well, you know my stance on it. Uh, Bethany, my good friend um, Kim Woodburn was roundly and viciously bullied on that show, so I won't. I don't. I don't have the best opinion. So you kind of you kind of see where Denise is coming from for part of it. I mm-hmm. don't. You don't at all whatsoever. No, no. So you think that it's right to scare people into staying at home? Um, but I think you're always going to get stupid headlines from papers like The Sun, like Fear We Go Again. Take, like we'll take like Piers Morgan, for example. Yeah, well, we don't like him either, do we? <laughs> but he's mainstream media. Well, him and, him and Denise Wells actually don't get on. Mm-hmm. Um, well, they had a spat, didn't they? Yeah, he referred to, he, he was like anybody who doesn't want to know the truth about covid figures and stuff feel free to follow our new cmo professor denise Welsh. i think that we want somewhere in between 
scaremongering Piers Morgan and Denise Wales. Something in between would be nice. But that's the pro- that's the problem with um, media, isn't it? You've always got people always Very try polarized. To polarized, just try, uh, especially in these times, everything's polarized. People try to push an agenda, a certain viewpoint. The fact is, it's it's back with a bang. It's out there, thousands of cases every day. Okay, admittedly, <clears throat> it it might well be because we're testing more people that we're picking up more cases, but by the same token. Um, it's still spreading and unfortunately while it spreads and while people get infected people are going to die mm-hmm. and I think we though that it's better to incentivize people to isolate tell them the benefits of isolating um, like Nicola Sturgeon's announced um, support measures if you're tested positive and you need to isolate rather than the carrot and stick approach of we're going to hammer you with fines scare you into staying home I think the former approach is better no, yeah, I would agree with that. Incentivise and encourage, people. don't scare people. Yeah, but by the same token, I feel like there would still be a demographic of people who would be like, oh, paying people to stay at home, that's ridiculous. It's their civic duty. They should just be at home and do it for their fellow man. And I, and well, I, if you can't afford to take yeah, exactly. to work, I don't imagine, unless you're really quite sick and twisted, you're not going to go out and will, willfully infect people. But if it's a case of putting foods on your kids' you know, feeding your kids and you need to go out to work. You might say put, putting food on your kids' table. <laughs> yeah. It's been a long day. <laughs> I will. So that's, that's Denise. Right, Bethany, what have you got to talk about? Okay, so obviously last week we avoided coronavirus. <laughs> and this week I have another coronavirus, Karen. Well, it's got to be done. It's in the news. Are, are we are we scaremongering? Are we part of the scaremongering media? Because all we talk about is COVID. You are, I'm not. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> okay, so this is um, another favourite of mine, obviously, The Sun. Oh, Lord. Um, I hope you didn't click this time. Uh, no. Um, mm, I think you might have. Maybe. Okay, so the article is called um, Holes on Earth. Quarantine, quarantined <laughs> students say they are prisoners as security guards block them from leaving amid COVID outbreak. So I think, did you say earlier, it was about 40 campuses around the UK. Um, students 47 are being, or 48 or something like that, I think I heard on Yeah, news. students are being quarantined in, the, in their halls, residence in the campus. And some are claiming that, like, they sort of feel like they're in prison because security guards aren't letting them leave even though they've not been in contact with anyone they weren't involved in any parties anything like that so they feel like they're being punished you can't be sure you can't be you can't be detained like that there has to be a legal basis for that you can't have somebody just say you're not allowed to leave that's false imprisonment probably one of those awful G4S security guards (laughs) Too big for their boots. Too, yeah, too big for their too big for their high vis vests. <laughs> <laughs> the high vis vests give them a false sense of authority. Do you remember the program, the Hustle that used to be on? Yeah, the real Hustle. And they used to do like they used to hustle people. <laughs> um, and one of them was like the guy just stood outside a place with a high vis vest and a clipboard and like got people's like money and like bank details and stuff off. And it was crazy. 
It's crazy about high-vis vests. It, it's give, it gives you that sort of feeling of authority. So someone says, oh, you can't leave here, and they've got a high vest on, and you go, oh, okay. <laughs> the power cool. of the vest. The power of the vest, indeed. By the power vested in me. <laughs> By the power high-vis vested in me. Hmm. I'll cut that part out. <laughs> <laughs> okay, so quarantine students say they're prisoners as security guards block them from leaving amid COVID outbreak. And Jane has left a comment. Mm. I'll read it out. Well, obviously, how else are we going to get to see it? Hear it? Oh, well, I won't read it out if any more of your cheek. <laughs> okay. So Jane says, this is our future generation with a little eye rolling emoji. I love that one. Use it all the time. They should be... They <laughs> should be what? <laughs> <It's very good. laughs> what is it? They should be what? You're leaving me dead. <laughs> I don't know why I've caught the giggles. Okay. Not very professional. I'm sorry. Okay, I've composed myself. Right, look away. Don't look at me. <laughs> okay. This is our future generation. I roll emoji. They should have been around during the war lol. <laughs> the war lol. <laughs> no lights, food rationing, and spent hours underground in dim lighting. Bunch of snowflakes. Dot, dot, dot. Grow up and get over it. Oh my god. What is that about people in the bloody war? <laughs> I don't know. Oh my god, someone's commented. So Georgia's commented underneath. Oh stop it. What's the point of relating everything to the war? We should move on. <laughs> um so snowflakes what did she say? Dim no food, dim lighting, underground. Food rationing. What is it Bunch people that of snowflakes? Obsessed obsessed with the war i don't know what i don't know why we spoke about this in the last episode as well like why did <laughs> people think that you know we should because you got through a war you can get through it but a lot of people who comment that are like in their 50s yes, and also going, didn't get through a war but what i was going to say is also during the war they could hug each other we can't <laughs> yeah during the war you weren't you weren't imprisoned that's what my granny calls it. She's a she's called she says she's in jail. If like, I see the height of it when it was like proper lockdown yeah. isolated. She sent like we were doing we did like a we did like a video montage from my mum's fiftieth of like everybody saying happy birthday and stuff. And uh, my grand's was, I'll see you when I get out of jail. I was like, mm-hmm. oh my god, that's quite sad. Yeah, but, c- coronavirus and I'm not saying that of course I'm not saying that surviving World War Two wasn't difficult and horrendous and just awful but so is this just it's just a different type of awful coronavirus we're living it stops you know our, our way of life in every single way the way we interact our natural instincts as human beings to hug your friends and family and people you love we're not getting bombs dropped on us but we are all avoiding a deathly virus that spreads through doing stuff that makes our life worth living really because otherwise at the moment we're all just going to work but we're not having the fun part of life which is socializing 
kicking back, relaxing, going on holidays, all the stuff that you go to work for at the moment were just hamsters in a wheel. What the hell? <laughs> I don't think I took a breath there. <laughs> You're about to tee it up. Hamsters in a wheel, work to live and live to work. Well, that that's kind of what we're doing now, really. Or where it's heading as we go back into another lockdown, because it looks as though, obviously at the start, a lot of people are on furlough, people sadly losing jobs and things, but you know now we're sort of going into more sort of social lockdown, as people are calling it, where we go to work, but we don't do any fun stuff. Yeah, so, you can't, yeah, so you, they're more than happy to keep the economy moving by letting people go back to work, but... Can't. Yeah, you can sac- you can make that sacrifice, but you can't make that sacrifice to. You can't go and see your pals, but like I don't see this. They should. I don't think they should ever have opened the universities, to be honest. But again, that was like to save them in a way, so that they had an income. Yeah, and that's and then, the thing. I'm not condoning the students who had part big parties and things because it was wrong, but we knew it was going to happen. What I will say though is that a lot of students went and stayed in halls of residence under the pretense that they were going to be getting classes at university and I think 99.9% of their classes are online which they could have done from home and saved themselves saved themselves a lot of money halls are so expensive by the way they're extortionate to, to learn online I know some of the some of the halls at Dundee were like five hundred and I mean, and Dundee was cheap, like five hundred and fifty pounds a month. And how many years ago was that? Six. So probably a few. Probably gone up. But more now, yeah. Probably gone up, and for that you got to, you got a single room, ensuite single room, and a shared kitchen with a small living space attached to it. But you had the benefit of being close to campus. Yeah. With your pals, mm-hmm. party twenty four seven. But hey, we're that future generation that Jane is talking about. So what? There's oh, grow up and get over it. Grow up and get over it. But then, like, but they have been like sold up, up, haven't they? Yeah, exactly. The argument isn't that you know they shouldn't have been um, partying and meeting up in large groups that's obviously against the rules yeah. and you're guessing if the university students are at least 18, 19 so they're adults by the, by the same token though like to be to be told come to university it'll be fine you know move in move into halls meet your new pals and then be like told right you need to stay in that flat for two weeks you know what some people are like when you move in with them like can you imagine being stuck with awful minging unhygienic flatmates that you, you've only known for five minutes <laughs> <laughs> that would that's like it's like a weird social experiment isn't it like to like it's like big brother but worse uh, i see i see um I, I assume more students all the time and like cycling home from work late and when i get to the park they're always like walking through it and they're like done up and they've got like their carry out bag and they're like clearly going there's like there'll be like a group of them like three four five of them and they're clearly going somewhere for a party and you're just like how brazen can you be like i don't i don't let anyone not following the rules annoy me i think everyone just needs to focus on what they're doing and if you can see that you're trying your best to keep you and other people safe then I don't think 
you should focus your attention on what other people are doing, mainly because it will just drive you mad. It's like, see, during like the hard lockdown in the springtime, like I, I didn't see Andy for three, nearly three months. But like I would see other people on social media, like brazenly just like, hang, like hanging out with other people. No distancing in their uh, house, just like posting stuff on their Instagram, like constantly, constantly. And it would I, really, really me up. How many, you wouldn't have seen the people who were doing what you were doing because they wouldn't post about it. Do you know what I mean? So you're only seeing the people that are breaking it because you're not going to take a picture of yourself saying, me, myself and I, I'm not with anyone today because I'm distancing. No, I know, but still, I was just like the brazen attitude of some people to, to do that really annoyed me. I, I, I can understand why, but I think... So you just have to accept that they're just yeah, not... You just have it. to accept, like, everything and, like, there are rule breakers. <laughs> Badasses. Well, it's like we talk, we spoke about last week, the benefit system and how the majority of people... The, it's a minority of people who... I think that was episode this, one. I don't think that was last week, Chick. Well, all the weeks <laughs> were gently one for me, so... On one of the podcasts, we spoke about the benefit system and how... Yeah. It's the minority of people who abuse it. But a torch is always shined on those individuals. And I think that's the same with with lockdown. I think most people are at least trying their best. But we always hear about the people who aren't. And we focus on the people who aren't. Right, so students, I guess it is like a, it is a seminal moment in your life when you move away from home or start uni or both so it's a bit of a shame that it's you know dampened down this year but I think we all just need to accept that this year's been a bit of a write-off and you know birthdays have been rubbish and celebrations have been rubbish Christmas will probably be a bit crap yeah no holidays you know you can't see your pals as often so it's just one of these things yeah and like I said just yeah yeah I guess just to reiterate I'm not saying you know students are immune to that and that they can just do what they want and you know they're only young what I'm saying is that they're getting I think um, unnecessary attention when it's a handful of people who are breaking the rules obviously there was going to be an outbreak when you put that many people in an enclosed environment Mm -hmm. and well, there's f- they famously... were sent there under the pretense that they were getting classes when a lot of it's online. And really, if we're being honest, it was to satisfy greedy landlords. Oh, yeah. Um, but I mean, fam- like, it was inevitable it was going to spread when, when they sent students back, like, famously, Freshers Flu. Yeah, yeah. Everybody gets sick in Freshers Week. Or actually, one of the, one of the big ones... Um, Normally, it's meningitis. People get meningitis. And alcohol meningitis. and social distancing and hand washing don't get along. No, exactly. So even Especially with the they're, they're playing tonsil tennis. Oh. <laughs> so even with the best intentions and the most sensible people and, you know, they're following the rules and everything, a couple of drinks at Freshers Week, I think it's easy couple of pints with the lads. To get a bit frisky. Frisky? 
Maybe that was the wrong word. <laughs> God. This is a family podcast. I know. No, it's not. No. It's a family podcast because your mum listens. <laughs> yeah. She's your number one fan. I think I've actually mentioned on every single episode so far. To bring it in. Okay, shall we vote? Time to vote. The Deputy CMO, Denise Welsh, against... Professor, Professor Welsh, please. Professor Welsh. <laughs> against World War Obsessed Jane from Facebook. Jane the Pain. Jane the Pain. Professor Welsh. I am actually quite... I'm stuck this week. I don't really know who to vote for. So on one hand, you know, we've been over the ground with... Oh, we've been over this ground with both of them, actually, haven't we? Yeah. So, Denise Welsh is a bit... Oh, I what, what I think gonna... is very caring about Denise Welsh... Well, I was just about to say, is the, the WhatsApp messages. It's the WhatsApp messages, it's the unreliable, sharing unreliable sources. Yep. That sort of, um, my cousin's in the army and he says we're deploying tanks sort of post. <laughs> um, that's very Karen, that's very... Yeah, it's, it's very, um, it's, it's typical Karen. It's very, you know, easily easily led. Um, don't question. What's the, is it in the acronym? It's like no, no logic, no reason or something. Know your rights. Accuse everyone. Request a manager. Escalate to authorities and neglect reason. <laughs> neglect reason, right. Okay, so Professor Welsh is neglecting reason when she just kind of puts her screenshots of messages up and says, got this from a dentist, got this from a doctor, but yeah, it's also, yeah. but it's simultaneously slagging like bad data from other people. So that's, the, that's why I think. Like I said, I, I do um, agree with some of her comments about the mainstream media's narrative around coronavirus, but we'll agree to disagree on that. So uh, that's why I think, oh, excuse me, I'm trying to speak while I'm yawning. Am I boring you? <laughs> So that's why. So that's why I think uh, Professor Welsh is, is Karen of the week. That's my stating my case. Okay, so just quickly go back to to Jane. This is our future generation. I roll. They should have been around during the war. Lol. No lights, food rationing, and spend hours underground in dim lighting. Bunch of snowflakes. Grow up and get over it. No, we've food got a rationing. lot. So there's a lot in there. So there's the commenting on how young people and eye rolling and what are the young people like hey that's classic they should have been around during the war lol so we've got that part <laughs> about comparing it so like in lockdown to the war which we've already said they're both difficult in different ways but simultaneously giving the war like a lot of gravity but ending it with lol yeah. <laughs> it light-hearted and then we've got the bunch of snowflakes Grow up and get over it. What was it? What, what was it said? Food rations, no lights, living underground. I mean, that is kind of like what those university students are are <laughs> doing at the moment. We're at a, a deadlock, I think. Do, 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 do. That was a Who Wants to Be a Millionaire music. Tense. Do you know what? See, to keep you happy, I'll vote for. Deputy CMO. No, no, you don't have to. Professor, professor, loose woman. Is um, is she? 
Oh no, she's not. I was going to because she definitely would have it in her name if she was. I was going to say she's like an MB or an OBE. Mm. She's got pre-order my new book. Click the link in bio below. What's this it could all be very clever of her if she's got a book out that she just mm. wants to generate a bit of publicity, and we're all falling for it. It's a Sunday Times bestseller, apparently. Well, it wouldn't surprise me because she's been in the news every single day. I think it's her. I think a it's lot of people will be visiting her Twitter and clicking that bio in her book. So. A lot of people also be following her. Yep. If they no. agree. I think it's decided. Denise Welsh is our is our Karen this week. Yes. Three all. I hope you're happy. I'm very happy. I'm always I'm always happy to win. I was trying to think of that come down with me phrase but I couldn't think of What a sad little life, Jane. Oh. <laughs> hope you're happy. <laughs> it's a classic. Classic. Well, episode six. Episode six. Has it come and gone already? Have we not got anything else to add? I think we've said enough. <laughs> we've said our piece. Episode six. I'm trying to think of something that rhymes. Um, episode six. Coronavirus is a fix. <laughs> <laughs> if you're Denise Welsh, that's... <laughs> okay, so... Um, yeah that's us so if you enjoyed listening to this podcast you can subscribe on Spotify YouTube and the other usual podcasty places yep and if you see any funny Karen posts that you think we'll like or if you would like to expose or reveal yourself um, don't expose yourself (laughs) yeah if you'd like to tell us about any sort of Karen moments you've had recently then you can get in touch at what is it now, Karen at gmail.com. And you can follow follow our socials, guys. Yeah. Instagram is at what is it now, Karen. Okay, so we'll see you next week. See you next week. Yeah, I have nothing more to add. Thank God for that. <laughs> Goodbye. Bye. Oh God, we're doing a podcast. Even when we're on a budget, we still deserve nice things. Quince is a place to scoop up stunning high-end goods for 50 to 80% less than similar brands. They have buttery soft cashmere sweater starting at $50, luxurious Italian leather bags, and so much more. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. Get the high-end goods you'll love without the high price tag with Quince. Go to quince.com style for free shipping and 365-day returns.